And now your host, John Bush. This is the Peaceful Streets podcast for Wednesday, June 5th, 2013. John Bush here as always, and on Wednesday we're joined by Antonio Beeler. He's one of the lead organizers with the Peaceful Streets Project. Antonio, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good morning. Good morning. So, today's a big day for you. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and do some stuff, file some motions. I already faxed some motions yesterday, last minute stuff. Um, <laughs> as usual, for yeah, busy men. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work out, but you know, the judge that I'm supposed to stand before is the same judge who confiscated my iPhone and ordered me to delete stuff off my phone. Fill um, us in on what you're being charged with. Oh, what the story is, people may not know. Yeah, so we went down to Gonzales, Texas to court watch for a friend. About 10 of us went down from Austin. And while we were there, this uh, municipal court judge, uh, Judge Deirdre Voigt of Gonzales, she was berating these kids, you know, these high school kids. And when these kids were getting Class C misdemeanors issued to them at school for things like being tardy for class, Jeez. disrupting class, missing school. So they're all in court and they're all getting. Uh, three hundred, four hundred fines. You know, for each one, one girl had three uh citation citations, so she got nearly a thousand dollar fine. And uh, you know, if that's not bad enough, this judge is just sitting there ripping into them, telling them basically how worthless they are and how they're going to spend the rest of their lives on Skid Row. Wow. And so I pulled out my iPhone and I tried to take a video of what she was saying. Um, the prosecutor saw this, told the judge. The judge said, who's filming in here? I said, I am. She summoned me to the bench. She ordered me to hand over my iPhone. And I know judges have a lot more power in their court you know, than, than most people realize. Uh-huh. And so I, I complied. She took the phone out of the uh, courtroom, left for two hours. Came At the end of the day, you know, she basically uh, you know, told people that they just had to wait. When she finally came back, she said that she would talk to me at the end of the day. Um, so she continued with all the air cases. At the very end, our friend's, our friend Nate's case was the very last one, and uh, she cleared the courtroom. No one was allowed to be in the courtroom to listen to his case, which was weird. And while we were out there, the cop Gail Autry told everyone they had to leave the premises. They, he he said basically, if you if you're on the court grounds, we'll arrest you for criminal trespass. Me being the exception because she had my phone. Mm. And so I got to stick around. And when uh, when Nate was done, then I got called into the courtroom and he was kicked out. And she told me that I had two options, either go to jail or delete the files and then I could leave. So I ultimately deleted the files because I didn't want to go to jail that day. And as I was leaving, the uh, cop, Gail Autry, said, you know, if you come back, you'll be arrested for criminal trespass. So I was like, what? Like, why? So I pulled out my camera. I started recording him as he was escorting me off the grounds. And once we were outside off the grounds, someone said, have a nice day. He said, have a nice day. I was frustrated. I said, go F yourself. He said, what would you say? I said, go F yourself. And then he arrested me for disorderly conduct. And so... I don't think I'm going to get a fair trial. Um, I don't think I get a fair trial in Austin, Texas. I certainly don't think I'm going to get a fair trial in Gonzales, where I'm this outsider. Um, the the news- agitator. Yeah, the newspaper guy has already written up numerous articles saying that we're a bunch of anarchists and we hate like the rule of law stuff like that. Uh, which that's kind of true. Uh- <laughs> well, not the rule of law necessarily. Mm-hmm. The rule of men and the rule of thugs. Mm-hmm. The rule of law is just fine. So I I. 
I basically don't want this case to go down in Gonzales, Texas. Um, it's a First Amendment case, first off, but uh, you know the judge is clearly biased. I should not have to be before her. So we'll see what happens. Um, if it doesn't get, if she doesn't get recused, or she doesn't recuse herself, that really opens up the door for some interesting legal action on our part um, t- to go after her as well as the city of Gonzales and the the captain. And, um, you know, the more I think about it, the more I just really believe that people should just go after these guys when they can. And there's discussion, there's disagreement as to whether or not you should use a system to go after a system or not. But the more I think about it, the more I think everyone should just clog up the system, take their time. There's a case going on in Austin right now, a civil case where the family of a dead uh, kid that was killed, Byron Carter, um, is now suing um, in federal court, and that's become a big deal, and it's brought the issue back up. So, so I think I'm going to go that route with these guys. Yeah, I think if 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 you're already pulled into the system by them, it's it's perfectly noble to to continue to fight and then to sue them. And it's a classic, you know, debate and discussion between the tactics. Uh, Saul Alinsky in his Rules for Radicals says to use your enemy's rule book against them which a lot of people do with the Constitution, even anarchists do with the Constitution. At least there's some document, a rule book, that we can ridicule them or go after them legally for not following the Constitution. But a lot of that doesn't matter. It just really undermines how, underscores how important the culture chain is because change, even if you're going after them within their system, it all comes down to human beings having to make a decision in the end, whether it's a public official, a judge, or a jury of our quote-unquote peers. And as we've seen, the juries these days are a bunch of bootlickers. So the more and more we change the hearts and minds of people, the easier it'll be to fight within the system, whether it's the legislative branch or the judicial branch. This is Rise Up Radio Show. We're bringing you the Wednesday Peaceful Streets podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Rise Up. You're listening to the Rise Up Radio Show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome back to the show. It's Wednesday, so we're bringing you the Peaceful Streets podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We got a good one lined up for you today. It's a trial day. Beeler has a trial in Gonzales, Texas, for the crime of challenging the authority of a police officer. Contempt of cop is really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a classic charge. We've all been charged with that multiple times. It's their most common use that they they throw people in jail. Uh, and it's one of those disorderly conducts that could be so many different things. Really, it's just what they use when they want you to get out of their hair. So it's a Class C misdemeanor, right? So you don't face any jail time. That's right. Um, don't face any jail time. Uh, face a five hundred dollar fine. But um, I'm gonna fight it. And I'm actually, I did find a lawyer yesterday, and so we're gonna do that. It's actually gonna cost me money, but I just want to go ahead and fight it. And uh, it's a shame. It's a shame when you have to spend your own money to fight the system, you know, to not allow them to just walk all over you. And I think that me going pro se would be allowing them to walk all over me, considering what happened at my speeding uh, case a couple weeks ago. So there'll be an attorney there with you tonight, today? Um, well, so we're, we're, I'm going to file motions. He's not going to be able to be there today. Um, we're going to try to make the point that the judge should recuse herself, and if she doesn't, then I guess I have to go on with the trial myself, but... I'll call the judge as a witness, and so it'll be interesting. And uh, maybe I'll get thrown in jail for contempt of court for doing something like that. Um, but uh, b- 
but I don't see. Well, I, I do see, but you know, she shouldn't be able to preside over that trial, considering you know our relationship, what, what she's done to me in the past. I mean, I wish common sense and logic and decency was used in the court, but I, I, I guess that she's not going to recuse herself, and you're going to have to go forward. And without an attorney, it might be a railroad operation. Um, if you have the money to appeal, you can always do that, but you got to pay like twice the fine. Yep. How terrible of a rule is that for people that don't have a lot of money? Like, what if you genuinely were railroaded and they ignored due process, and now you have to pay double the fine? Mm-hmm. Like, there's I didn't pay double the fine. I wanted to appeal uh, my Mistrick trial because mm-hmm. that was a total farce, uh, and there was all sorts of procedural errors that I documented with motions from the get go. Um, but you got to pay double. It's just so such a hassle. Like, I mean, I know this must be weighing on you, just the time that it takes, and it's just such a pain in the butt. It, it'd almost be better if there was no government at all that forced people to do things against their will and brought them into their kangaroo court system. But, uh, I mean, how are you feeling about it? Do you, you feel like it's a good opportunity to stick it to them again, or are you kind of like, man, I wish I could just stay here in Austin and work on other stuff? Yeah, I, I would rather stay here in Austin. I have no desire to go back to Gonzales, but... Um, it's a lot better than getting a summary judgment. It's a lot better than pleading out, taking a deal. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to fight the good fight. Um, I'm going to, you know, hopefully things will work out, you know, with uh, with business and all that stuff so that it doesn't hit, you know, as hard as, you know, um, you know, as, as it might normally. And, you know, even if I get convicted, um, I'll see if I can get community service right then and there, you know, and then go ahead with the appeal. So... I know a good nonprofit you'd be able to volunteer for, <laughs> Center for Natural Living. Look us up if you ever get uh, in trouble. That's a good tip for people that have Class C misdemeanors, even Class B, if, as long as you don't get jail time. Uh, there's a federal statute on poverty that uh, is enforced all throughout every single country or every single state and city, and that's if you uh, if you have a lower income or even an average income and the fine will make it more difficult for you to uh, make ends meet. You can request community service, and I believe they're required per the federal statute to give you the community service. So that's always a good a good idea so you don't have to give your money, your value to the man. You don't have to pay any fines. And the community service, I mean, it's, it's really easy. You just find uh, something that you're into, like the Center for Natural Living, centerfornaturalliving.org. And uh, you could go just whatever. Go get your hands dirty in the garden or go help do whatever, and and you don't have to pay the man. So it's like really a slap on the wrist. The hardest part is going through all of the process. So at least there's that. At least you're not, you know, you don't have another felony hanging over your head, which was really nerve-wracking. Yeah, six charges uh, outstanding. Hopefully they go away soon. Um, the one I'm concerned about is the Class B that I have. For the pettiest of all the offenses. Yeah, yeah. That was for putting a sticker on the back of a stop sign. And yeah. they slapped a Class B because they said that it cost more than how much, 100 bucks. Uh, more than fifty bucks, oh and so God. yeah, they they don't adjust for inflation. I'd love to know when this uh, law came into date <laughs> and what the uh, adjusted rate is. But yeah, so they they sent a guy out there. Could have easily just said, "Hey, you know, don't put this stuff up. You know, take these down, or else I'm going to give you a ticket." Would and you have taken them down if he asked you to? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Did he even ask you to take them down? No, no, no. He didn't give me the options. That's a, that's terrible. What if he said, "I'm a, you're, I'm about to put the handcuffs on you now, unless you take it down." In that case, I probably would have. I probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine, fine. You made your point. 
I always like to wait until at least that last point where like they at least make the threat. You know, mm-hmm. stand up for your rights, assert yourself, be the tough free guy. But then when you're like, okay, great, I'm going to have to spend another night in jail. Maybe I'll pull the freaking sticker down, you know. In the end, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, well, that's that, Beeler. Our hearts and minds and thoughts and prayers will go out with you. I know you're probably taking a pretty good contingent down there. What uh, People that are listening live now in the Central Texas area, how can they hook up and, and join uh, the resistance and go down to Gonzalez with you? Well, we're having a convoy leave at 1230 from oh, Sherlock's. Boy. So Sherlock's on Burnett and 183. Um so meet us at twelve thirty. We have a donor who's said that he's going to throw money for free lunch for everyone. So if you can mm-hmm. make it, that'd be great. And if you're already down in that area, just be there at three p.m. Uh, I'll be there a bit earlier to put my motions in and whatnot. But yeah, three p.m. is when it starts. Fireworks happen. Um, if you have a recording device, don't let them know about it. <laughs> but uh, I, I do encourage someone to come down and record. You know, if anything, this will show, which I think there's immense value, even if it's isolated and even if you end up getting found guilty, that there's people out there that are willing to stand up to bullies because I'm willing to get bet, uh, that 99.9% of the people that go through this courtroom go in there alone, downtrodden, demoralized, feeling weak and inferior, and it probably sends a pretty strong message to these crooked judges and cops that there's a whole contingent of people, Nate included, who was dealing with them earlier, and old Mike Hansen down there, they, they sure know who he is. There's a bunch of people out there that are willing to stand up, and I think just demonstrating that has value mm-hmm. to them. Because if, if not, they'll just have their, they'll feel empowered forever to just walk all over people. But them knowing that, same thing with cop watching, and whenever you stand up to the cops and you're disrespectful or you don't just lick their boots, I think it, it's valuable. Because they're like, wait, wait, what? Wait a second. And, you know, they better start getting used to it because our numbers are growing. There's more and more people that are that are standing up. All right, well, let's move on to maybe some terrible police abuse stories, as we always do on Wednesday. It usually depresses me. Uh, I want to talk about a dream that I had later that was really scary, and I was really excited to wake up from it. Maybe one day I'll wake up from this nightmare. I'm just kidding. Life is wonderful. Life is beautiful. But there's a lot of nasty stuff going on, and that's why we do what we do Beeler, what's going down on the Free Antonio Beeler page? If, you, if you're listening and you haven't uh, joined the Free Antonio Beeler page, man, there's all sorts of great information and discussion and strategizing and just stories that get posted there on Facebook. Just search Free Antonio Beeler in the Facebook bar. We're actually coming up on a break. Let's save that story for the other side. We're going to talk about some police abuse. We'll be sure to get into solutions for you, too, because I know i got to have a balance of solutions and terrible police abuse stories. They all go crazy. So this is the Peaceful Streets podcast on the Rise Up Radio Show every Wednesday. John Bush and Antonio Beeler are hitting you with some hard-hitting information, hopefully some inspiring information, educational. We'll be right back. Join Beeler in Gonzalez, Texas. Stick your thumb in the man. We were just talking about a story of a San Antonio man that was apparently tased for trying to go in and save his son from certain death, and it sounds like his infant child ended up dying being burned to death. I can't even imagine what the father must feel. Uh, and then just for, to have the police, he could have saved him, even if he got hurt or burned. Like, I would sacrifice my health and safety to save my infant child, without a doubt. But there's this, like, block. There's this insert that's been inserted into society that's taken away our ability to d- determine our own life and destiny. And they feel like they can come in and march rough, just lockstep over our rights and over our path as human beings. We're on a certain path, and that path is being skewed by government 
And it would be different if it was private criminals or any other institution because we'd be able to fight back and say no and we wouldn't be locked in a cage. And it's just one of the roots that it always comes back to, it seems for me, that this particular institution of municipal police has this aura about them that they are the final arbiters. Whatever they do is okay. Even if it's illegal, uh, it doesn't matter because there's no system of accountability and it's led to major problems for society. And I think it's actually slowed human advancement and it's tweaking everything out. And damn it, every, all these freaking stories on free Antonio Beeler just really get my blood boiling sometimes. But it's important not to allow our anger and fear to guide us, but allow our, our hope and love to guide us. And you scroll through the stories. Seems like it's overwhelming, but you come across stories of new Peaceful Streets Project chapter here and there, and you come across stories of people standing up, and I guess that's what I find hope in. It is overwhelming, and the abuse is mounting over and over and over, and it just seems endless, but there's resistance taking place that's never taken place in recorded human history. we got the technology and the tools to unite us, even across geographical limits, and I'm excited about what the future holds, but... Man, it's difficult to stomach. What do you say, Beeler? Yeah, it is difficult to stomach. Um, do you want to hear some really disturbing stories now that we've gotten past that one? Sure, bring it on. So a lot of people have heard about this, the one in Jasper, Texas. Um, you know, a woman's in jail, and it shows uh, two cops violently assaulting her, grabbing her by the hair, throwing her face into the counter, um, picking her up by her arms, and in a way, I mean... What they did to Norma on New Year's Day with me was was excessive. But mm-hmm. when you watch this video, it's it's horrible. And uh you know, amazingly the video got out um and even more amazingly it got out because of a city council member mm. who was uh who heard about what was going on, uh didn't want to know why this woman's complaint wasn't being heard. Mm. He got the video and then he shared it with the local TV station. Can you imagine? Nice. Uh and and these cops got fired. It's like we all make fun of this Jasper, you know, oh, a racist town, this mm-hmm. and that. But it seems that they have more accountability there than, than we do in, in big cities like Austin. So in that regard, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, for people not aware, Jasper, maybe like 10 years ago, there was a big incident where they drug an African-American guy behind a truck. And it made a nationwide, worldwide headlines. You know, people think that racism's gone and we had the Civil Rights Act and the Civil Rights Movement, but it's very present, especially in small towns. But thankfully, a city council member. I mean, can we, I wish we had a city council member that would stand up. You know, city council has subpoena power to yep. bring in any public official. Yep. I'd like to see Laura Presley or someone get in office and start subpoenaing these crooked cops, just asking them tough questions. That could be a whole new accountability mechanism that isn't that isn't present now. It could change the game. Yeah, unfortunately, the city council members here in this town are, are really cowardly. They care about their donations and their votes from the Austin Police Association. And we have such low voter turnout in Austin that the the voting block of the cops is pretty huge. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll change when the votes go to November. But again, unless we change the culture of the people and the hearts and mind of the people, then it'll be irrelevant. Those stories really get me. Like, it's one thing, It's I'm not saying that it's okay, but for a cop to abuse a big man like yourself or someone that they feel threatened by, you know, it's the cowardly thing, it's officer safety, blah, blah, blah. But when they go bully and beat up and knock the crap out of, of women that are half their size, literally half their size, like, come on, man, you're nothing but a coward chump who 
who should I wish justice will be brought upon you, not just being fired from your job. But if the court systems don't want to bring about justice, then maybe it's time for the community to bring about justice in some way. Yeah, I think that when these cops do go that route, when they go ahead and they attack a young male um, who's fit, you know, people tend to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and then when they attack a, a petite woman, then it's like, well, okay, well, maybe things are wrong. And then when they attack or kill an old person, they're like, all right, now things are getting out of control. But when they kill a dog, that's when people that's get really people mad. Flip out. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it- it's always like, oh, we're so we're the victims, but like you don't you're not forced into that position. It's a position that at one day had a lot of honor and it had honor because people would risk their lives, you know. But now like rather than have to fight back a dog, like come on, you got you probably have body armor, you're wearing full clothes. Just you can manhandle a dog, especially if you're a big tough guy, right? You don't have to kill the dog, even if you got bit by the dog. That's okay. The dog's still alive, you know, but they, I guess they just have a higher value on their lives and society rewards them and gives them extra rights and privileges. So maybe that probably goes into their mentality. The fact that, oh, we can do this and we can do that and we can get away with this and that. And it informs the way that they act. But it's got to change. And all the cops, they always use the same line. I was scared. I was scared for my life. Officer safety comes first. I just want to go home at night. And the thing is, is people don't call them out on it. People will say, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Cop needs to go home and see his family at the end of the night. It's understandable. And we need to start calling him out and say, no, that's cowardice. Like, you can't go around shooting people just because you're scared. If you or I went down the street and we started shooting at people because we were scared of them, mm-hmm. we get thrown in jail real quick. Mm-hmm. Should be the same with cops. Yeah, the script needs to be flipped somehow. There needs to be justice. Uh, preferably, you know, peaceful, non-compliance style justice or spreading the word, you know, accountability through the court of public opinion. But uh, I wouldn't be upset if, if people started shooting back and if society shifted towards getting vigilante justice on these cops. And if a mob of people came to their home and pulled them out of their home and did something if they murder children or whatever, I wouldn't be upset with that. I don't think that's a good strategy at this particular point, but it's something that should be worked towards or at least work towards an environment where that type of act would be acceptable because there's no reason why it should not be acceptable. And the fact that it's not acceptable is one of the reasons why things are so bad because people can't get justice there is no justice there's the opposite of justice yeah if, if there's a predator on the loose in your neighborhood you should be able to do something about it mm-hmm. and just because they have a badge doesn't mean that you should stand down obviously it could be suicide if you stand up to a cop like a lot of people tell me well why don't you just do a citizen's arrest <laughs> come on dude but uh you know it, when enough people get mad that's when things will change yeah <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And um and the work of Peaceful Streets Project I think is paramount to that. Just just the sharing of the police abuse stories alone and documenting of it alone, getting out more people. I think we're slowly but I can see the tide turning. I think there's more people now that find the police to be illegitimate that found them to be legitimate before than there are that previously felt police were illegitimate that now find them to be illegitimate. And in many ways the officers are the best players on our teams. They just keep harming people and it sucks for the victims, but it does serve the purpose of exposing these criminals for who they truly are. Now, if we could just get over the fear factor and get over the the legitimacy that's still in the mind. We don't need to have everyone be on our side either. We just need a core contingent of people that are willing to stand up and people that are willing to to spread the word and to stand stand tall. And it goes back to, yeah, one person standing up against the cop. Even if you end up getting arrested and have to go through court and all this stuff, I think just the mere act of resistance sends a powerful message that will be implanted in these officers' minds. 
What do you think? Absolutely. Um, once these guys start feeling real pain for their actions, whether it's ostracism or 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 more, you know, and and they realize that it can happen to them, um, I think that they'll really modify their behavior, and that's why we want to do things to expose these cops, and we want to shame them publicly. We want their families and neighbors to know who they are, and, and make it turn it into a situation where cops are like, I don't want my life ruined by doing mm-hmm. that. So I'll just, I'll just feed off my tax dollars that have been stolen from the people. Um, and I'll go, I'll, I'll do my daily business, but I'm not going to go ahead and abuse people, beat people, kill people. Yeah. We need to create mechanisms that change their lives. Cause people that have got caught up in the system, you know, that your life has changed, especially if you're charged with a felony, you can have your rights taken away. People lose their jobs all the time. If you get a conviction, even misdemeanor convictions on your record, when you go try to find a job, that stuff gets pulled up. It'd be great to uh, have mechanisms like that for the police officers, creative stuff like SEO optimization. So every time you look up Crooked Cop Austin or whatever, that their name pops up there. Every time you search their name, it's not stories of how they save people. It's stories of how they abuse people. Court of public opinion, we just need to make it, there just needs to be disincentives to hurting people. Because right now there's zero disincentives for them to just run roughshod. And you get the bullies in there, and then, man, you really got something going. So we're here on the end of the program. Beeler, thanks for coming out. I wish you the best of luck today. Uh, tell people again where they can meet to join you. Uh, Sherlock's off of Burnett and 183. And don't forget about the summit that's coming up in August. Stay tuned for that. 1230, Burnett 183. Go be in solidarity with Beeler. Summit's coming up. Peaceful Streets Podcast. Peace.